Hey, Podcast Brunch Club. A quick thanks to our organizational partners. Lentigua Williams & Company, the production team behind podcasts like Latina to Latina, 70 Million, and Feeling My Flow. Podchaser, the IMDb of podcasts that offers amazing search and list creation. Audioboom, a podcast network featuring funny, inspiring, entertaining, and thought-provoking podcasts. The Venn, which puts out a weekly playlist on the political issues surrounding the 2020 U.S. election. Critical Frequency, an all-women-owned and operated podcast network for independent creators and those who are often overlooked in mainstream media. And Listen Notes, a powerful podcast search engine that also offers list creation. Go find these companies. They are great for both content and discovery, and they support and give back to the listener community. If you're an individual or an organization and you want to support the amazing listener community that is Podcast Brunch Club, think about becoming a supporter. Go to patreon.com slash podcast brunch club. everyone welcome to the podcast brunch club podcast if you're new to the podcast the podcast brunch club is like a book club but for podcasts you can check out this month's listening list at podcastbrunchclub.com secrets i'm stevie leader of the minneapolis chapter of the club today we'll be speaking with Mohammed el abed the co-producer and host on secrets from radiotopia's showcase the episode we featured this month was episode one discover a secret which was just the first installment in a six-part series Mohammed is an executive producer and co-founder of Soundtelling Content Agency. He's produced several successful podcasts and has a background working with urban planning in the cultural sector. Mohammed, welcome to the show. Thank you so very much. Yeah, we appreciate you being here. I really enjoyed your podcast this month. Um, I actually had to listen through all six. So uh, really a great piece of work. Yeah, I feel like it's a big honor being a topic on uh, the podcast Brunch Club. You really flatter me. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's a cool topic this month. It's not so serious. Now we're just talking about secrets. But I want to know about your background. So can you tell us about your role at Soundtelling? Okay, so I'm the co-founder and uh, my title is executive producer at Soundtelling. We are a small podcast company that started about three years ago. And we are based in Stockholm, Sweden, but we kind of see the world as our, our market. And then... So much happening and so much good stuff happening in the podcast industry. We see more and more opportunities outside of Sweden. And that's why we try to see the whole world as our market. But basically, we are growing, still growing pretty fast. We are a staff of nine people now. And uh, Soundtelling started with a lot of inspiration when Gimlet started. Not a lot of the other production companies in, in Sweden were doing similar thing and format or try to build a media company like Gimlet. So that's why me and my colleague, Martin, who was, we were colleagues at the production company. We started podcasting. We pretty much saw the same podcast wave that was going on in the States. Uh, we saw that wave was happening in Sweden in particular. So we, you know, we were one of the first and we were on board and that was the start. We do both branded podcasts. We do our own content and uh, we have started to pivot uh, to to see our opportunity to make podcasts possible can be TV series. Well, that's awesome. Can you tell us a little bit about the team that made Secrets? 
So the Teams That Made Secrets was, we are three co-founders, but uh, Martin, the one that, who also is executive producer at, co at Soundtelling, he and me pretty much was producers and works as a co-host. I pretty much took the, the bigger part of the host because it was my story that are kind of like small pieces and guided through the, the listeners through each episode. And then we had Osa Seker, who is a... Uh, a Swedish radio producer who worked at our education at Columbia University. She works as a reporter at different, uh, at a couple of episodes. I also did a lot of reporting on the on all the episodes. You know, since we are Sweden, we don't have those big production comp production uh, teams that you usually have uh, in uh, in some of the American productions now that are podcast production. When I listen to a lot, so basically we're a team of three people working with it. Wow, you could have fooled me. It's it's definitely a professional production. Thank you, thank you. But out of the out of your team, who came up with the idea to explore this dark world of secrets? We came up with the pitch when we at our former uh, workplace. When me and Martin was I was talking, and I, I, I all of a sudden we it was a pitch opportunity to public public service radio, Swedish public service radio. And uh, I wanted to do a pitch that I talked about. This, w the pitch was called The Secret Family. And the synopsis of the, of the pitch was all those stories about those secret kids who are, you know, pretty much like in my, in my story, which was a personal story. So, so my story, I had my sister who, when I was 12 and my mom died, me and my other siblings found out that we had a half-sister who was nine years older than me and we didn't know about. So I wanted to use that as one episode and then had each episode we wanted to have an episode on a secret family story. Then we got in touch with Radiotopia and they, uh, three years later, Switch Public Service Radio said no thanks to that, that pitch. And... Um, Radiotopia, we got in contact with Radiotopia. They asked us if we had any pitches or if we wanted to pitch them because they were looking around to for producers outside of the States. And pretty much me and Martin came up and we developed Secret, which was from the beginning was supposed to be a four-part series, but became a six-part series. It's pretty much like a lot of pitches. It's all about timing. Like I, ha I still have IDs that I've been working with for like five years. And I'm waiting for the perfect opportunity to pitch it, even if it's it can be a podcast, it can be for radio, it could be kind of a television series. Yeah, and you uh, you moved from your original idea of featuring just your story of you and your family from one episode to actually parsing them out through each episode. Yeah. Um, yeah. It had kind of a spooky feeling as you just kind of moved from story to story. It was a very immersive audio experience. Yeah, we didn't really know what we were doing from the beginning. <laughs> so we, that kind of pitch developed uh, during the production. What I try to do for each episode is I try to learn, get to know my parents who's not uh, alive today. So I try to get to learn who are they, how did this become a secret. So that, that wasn't set in the original pitch, and it developed during the production. But what was that experience like? You know, I don't know if you've made other seri podcast series before where you shared such intimate details of your life. I mean, was your family supportive? Um, how did they respond to your work? Like sharing so much of yourself can be emotional. Not all siblings are, in my, specifically in my family, siblings were ready to talk about it. And I can't force everybody to talk about it. But for me, it's kind of because we I was 12 and my mom died, and all this, uh, we, we found out that we had a secret sister, and I was too young 
to start to ask those deep questions. And now working with podcasts has gave me the opportunity to sit down with my siblings, some of my siblings who are ready to talk and who want to talk, because i got to respect those who don't want to talk, and like try to go back and see what happens. In, in a way, for me, I'm healing my wounds, some of my wounds that I had as a trauma from my childhood, but also... One of the beautiful things with Secret is I really become close to some of my sisters in a way, in a way I've never been. But, it, you know, I can't recommend it for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of had like, you know, because you are up in the industry production and you have to produ produce. So sometimes you don't have the opportunities to, you know, stop and see what's happening, you know, taking the emotions, which I did after the, the podcast was done. I really, that, that gave me the opportunity, okay, some of my siblings are not that happy with me doing this production. But in the same way, I think I became much, much closer to my siblings after doing this production. Has all of your family listened to the podcast, at least the ones that were actually featured on the episodes? Yeah, yeah. And especially when you write a story that is really close to your heart and it's something that you really experience, even if you make it up, but it's real close to to who you are. I think that becomes story becomes so real, and that became for me in secrets. It became so real, and I saw that two of my sisters, uh, Sadia and Sarah, they also always dreamt. I think about working creative. So participating in secrets has for them become an outlet to finally work creative. And we also, we, we have started to, you know, I have this story. I have this story that, you know, I tried to develop. Now I'm, I'm writing a theater script, which is a small story that is a sidetrack out of Secret. Mm. The world of Secrets has other stories in it as well, uh, not just yours and your family's. Some of them are pretty intense, you know, with spies and undercover police officers and, you know, doctoring of photos. Was it hard to find people to share their secrets on your podcast? Yeah, that that was like a hard thing from the beginning. And I have to first say that, you know, Martin, my, my partner, who was kind of the, the executive producer and the producer through, through it was amazing. And he did amazing work working with me and also mapping out the whole plan on how to tell this story in six parts. And in the beginning, when we started the podcast, we really wanted to have those, um, you know, a story when we talk with a man that has two families. And that kind of was a hard story to find. But, you know, having people to tell about the secrets publicly is hard. And some of the people that we we found out about was people that have went all public or written books about the secret, like Terrier, which, you know, the guy who um, I think he's in episode two, I think. Yeah, episode two. And he, like he lied about his photos. He manipulated his photos. And it was such a big thing in Swedish news because he was nature photographer of the year. I think for him, talking about story was kind of, uh, his secret was kind of a way of dealing and kind of therapy for him. The Sakaria story, the one who, uh, the episode called Broken Dreams was, I wanted to tell a story about Sweden, about racism. And I was fortunate to tell his story, how, you know, discrimination made him live and start a secret from his family. Well, everything plays out so smoothly. You make it seem like it was all so easy. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's not that easy. <laughs> it's not that but, easy. But I can tell you, I can tell you though, like the first uh, story, which is the undercover officer, 
And uh, the last episode, which is Annie, which is the MI5 agent, MI6 agent. So I was trying to get her to talk about her story. And she was like, I'm in Brussels. You can come here and, and do an interview with me for a half an hour. And I was like, okay, but, you know, if I fly down from Stockholm to Brussels and half an hour won't make it, you know, I really need an hour and at least an hour. And we were going, you know, back and forward and just then just all of a sudden I, I got an email from her. Okay, come to London November 22nd and you can interview me for like an hour uh, and you can interview this guy, Neil. At that part, we were supposed to do four stories. So Annie was my fourth story. And all of a sudden, like, so we called Radiotopia and it was like, okay, we have this story with this undercover cop who lived undercover from his family. Can we do another episode? And they said, like, and we also had another episode. We had another story with Tobias, the girl who, his girlfriend lied about cancer. And Radiotopia said, yes. So like that first story came as a bonus out of, you know, chasing the story of the MI6. What was it like working with Radiotopia through their showcase project? So, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm so glad and, and so honored to be working with Radiotopia and, and having a podcast at Radiotopia. You know, I'm, I'm also a huge fan. And we was fortunate to have Julie Shapiro as our executive producer. And she was so amazing through the whole process. And she's kind of like, you know, this dream executive producer, which comes down and says, okay, this story doesn't work. And she always came with a suggestion, which is, you know, love it. And you're like, oh, she, oh, that, that makes this story so much better if you write a narrative like this. So it was, it was a time we were, <laughs> I was, you know, I was totally stressed the whole time producing Secrets, but it was, uh, working with Radiotopia was, was amazing. They like, the, their PR staff was amazing. We got the, being Swedish producers, being unknown in the States. We got pretty good listeners. We got press in a lot of magazines. We basically thank to like the machine of Radiotopia. Mm-hmm. So Secrets has been received pretty well in the year since it's been released. Yes. We got good press in, in the States. We got uh, It was received real good. We have a lot of listeners in the States. We had a lot of listeners in the UK. We didn't, which is funny, we didn't have that much... Uh, Listeners in, in, in Scandinavia and Sweden, I know. <laughs> basically because it was in English, and which is so crazy because Swedish people talk real good English. And uh, we got a pretty all right press, but we got so much more press and so much more love for our podcast in, in the UK. Like The Guardian wrote about it twice. We got so much love for it in the, in the United States. So I'm, I'm, I'm feeling real fortunate, you know, being like the first uh, Swedish producers to do a Storytelling podcasts in, in the States is, is, is it's totally been an honor and, you know, it's been an amazing process. That's so cool. Um, are there any other interesting stories you might want to tell us about the production of Secrets that I might have missed? Talking about secrets is something that everybody loves to hear. Other secrets, tell secrets is something that that people love to listen to. And that's kind of was one of the reasons we came up with this pitch. But, you know... Doing a production from Sweden when you travel around the Europe, try to find interview people is is pressure. Like, you know, I told you the story that I went to to do this interview with both Annie and Neil. And when I came to London, uh, Neil had a family situation, so he couldn't do the interview. Oh, so so he had to cancel and I had to and we, we were doing it by timeline. So I had to go back to Sweden and then 
we was thinking about, okay, should we hire a UK producer to do like uh, the interview for us or try to do a tape sync? And then he texted me. He said, like, I'm going to be in Oslo for a conference on Friday. If you can make it there, you can do the interview there. So basically I came home, you know, packed around, <laughs> went on another flight to Oslo to do this interview, which was uh, an amazing interview. I'm so glad that I did it. It's, you know, basically it's been funny. I'm real thankful for all the people that share their secrets for us and, you know, also for the listeners, you know, giving us love. Well, that's awesome. I uh, I really did enjoy your your podcast. But uh, I have one important question for you to end out the podcast. Because uh, we are the Podcast Brunch Club. We always are talking to each other about what podcasts we're listening to. And especially as a successful producer as yourself, I'd be interested in knowing what would you like to recommend to the club? Are you listening to anything right now that you want to tell other people about? You know, listening to podcasts is kind of my job all the times. So I have to listen to like a thousand podcasts. Uh, but I really just been on vacation, but I last week, for the first time, I put on uh, Running From Cops, which is a production from Pineapple Street Media. And I got to say, it was, it was an amazing, uh, it was amazing listening. Like when I produce so much podcast, you know, I try to see ways of coming away from not doing true crime. And I, for me personally, I love podcasts who are... Uh, you kind of twist the story and in this way they go behind the scenes and really talk about how, you know, the TV series Cops has had effect of the United States society and also how connected the production is with the, the propaganda of the United States police. And, you know, one of the best podcasts that I listened to was Mystery Show, one of Gimlet's first production. And, um, you know, the twist and the pitch is so amazing. Well, thank you for those recommendations. How can listeners connect with you? So they can connect to, mostly I'm on Instagram. My name is Mohamed El Abed with one M. You can connect with me on Instagram, Twitter. You can find my contacts at soundtelling.com if you want to you know, try to collaborate or you want to just send me an email. That's awesome. And we'll include those links in the show notes as well. Thank you so much for being on the show, Mohamed. Thank you for you know having me as a guest. So I want to thank you for tuning into this interview. If you aren't a member of the Podcast Brunch Club, be sure to head on over to podcastbrunchclub.com and sign up. We'll be back throughout the month with more creator interviews and a roundup episode with Adela and Sarah. Until next time, happy listening. Hey, Steve here from the Minneapolis PBC with a few credits. First off, please rate and review our podcast on your podcast player of choice. The music you heard today is downloaded from freemusicarchive.org. And this episode featured music from Chad Crouch with their song Rainbow. The ad music at the top of the show is from Ms. Algana with their song Paradise. The podcast Brunch Club is organized by a woman I can't praise enough, Adela. Sarah De Silva is our other podcast host, the leader of the Houston chapter of PBC and the founder of Audible Feast. Thanks to Jenna Spinelli leader of our online PBC chapter. She also writes many articles for the PBC website. Check them out. And thanks to Pia Piscatelli for all her hard work on our social media feeds. Lastly, audio editing is done by me, Steve Zampanti. You can connect with me on my website, conceptualpodcasting.com. Thanks, and happy listening. <laughs>